Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog on ShareYourStories.online. Our guest is Isabel Fish, founder of The Club, a collective of female modern-day Medicis championing crafts for future generations. She's also the curator for women-only trips around the world with a focus on art and culture. And Isabel is actually joining us today on one of her travel trips in France. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Trish. Thank you for having me. You know, Isabel, I really admire what you do because being someone who also appreciates the arts and is a collector of uh, crafts and things of that nature, I know that we've all been sort of changing our business model, so to speak. And you've done a really amazing pivot in the last few years, championing the club. So tell us how that came about. Um, I think that it came about, um, you know, first is the instinct of the entrepreneur to survive. Um, before March 2020, um, I was a travel business and an event business on around craft, fine craft, fine craftsmanship. And um, when the program for 2020 had to be cancelled because of the pandemic, I immediately um, flipped to digital and did all my events on uh, online. We even did digital travel. We did a, a five-day trip of the galleries that I were showing at Collect, which is a major art fair in London. And they, they are all live events. So the gallerist uh, invited us in their space um, online and I had a group of travelers, 15 women from I think we had five different countries um, and then we did a three-day trip on Zoom again to Italy and we visited an artist that does Maiolica, another artist was a ceramicist, we went to Venice um, and it is just you know, it was just carrying on my passion. Nothing was going to stop me. And my passion is to talk about the makers, about the craft. It's to share their stories, to support and nurture them and, and uh, help them in their business. Um, and I, I thought, you know, we can't travel in person, but we have this amazing technology. Let's use it. So that's that's how it, uh, it came about. And over the course of the first, I think, eight months of the pandemic, I did um, one interview a week and trips and workshops, all online, all live. And I suddenly realized that there was a need for community there because after each event and interview, I would receive the most incredible um, emails and messages saying, you know, these conversations really are a lifeline for me. They enable me to forget that I am confined at home. Um, my children are not here or I can't go to the office or I'm feeling very isolated. And these conversations, which I always do not as a webinar where you can't see the audience, but the audience can see each other. And we always logged on 10 minutes before the um, conversation started and the women could see each other and recognize each other. They had never met and they were in different countries, but they suddenly there was this community. And I thought, you know, we should really um, uh, link this community of women together. And that's when I decided to create the club. And that was in September, 2020. 
So it is a membership club, correct? So you pay a membership and you get, you have an opportunity then to link into all of these wonderful events, which obviously you're hosting both virtual and live. That's right. So it is a membership. We have three different levels of membership. Um, the benefits are, so the events that are organized are open to everybody. You don't have to be a club member to come on trip or to come to the tours, whether they are digital or in person. But as a member, you receive a discount. And then you also have access to uh, subscriptions to craft specialized magazines, some in textile, um, others in, uh, in more varied uh, craft. And it's very much... We approach craft as patrons, as um, supporters, but also as makers. A lot of the members are extraordinarily um, uh, competent at all sorts of crafts, and uh, that's when the workshops come in. Um, and we are starting now, we are 73 or 74 members from four different countries. And um, we are starting to have enough heft that I'm working on a true um, involvement with the craft community where there will be a specific uh, club project to support a specific uh, artist and maker. And that is in the works. So how do you actually make the connections with the individual makers? Because I know that one of the things that it would, must be a challenge because you know, we, we would love to be traveling, you know, 247 if we could and meeting all these wonderful people. But how do you actually connect with some of these really artistic and creative folks? So, um, you know, I've been at it for 10 years because before doing the travel and the clubs, I had a contemporary jewelry gallery. Um, and I do an enormous amount of research. Um, actually, two, three hours a day, I do my research. Oh. And... You know, one artist will send you to the next um, and people are starting to know me. Um, you know, they they appreciate what I do and um, they send me from one to the next. And also, I have to tell you that I just do a lot of cold calling. <laughs> I decided that I had nothing to lose. And uh, when I see someone who's interesting or an organization that I'm interested in, I just send an email, I explain what I do, and I have to say that um, I've never had a no. I've had maybe no answer, but I've never had a no. You know, I, that's a really wonderful statement because, you know, one of the things that we often do is we forget that all you need to do sometimes is ask. Yes. And, and even though, you know, we don't like cold calling, there are ways in, in which, as you well know, that we can sort of get around that cold call experience by warming things up a little bit with an email and introducing people to your website and all of those sorts of things before we actually connect, perhaps through a conversation. But kudos to you, because, you know, that's a really difficult thing to do. Lots of us, as you have mentioned, have been kind of cocooning, um, yeah. you know, for the last few years, right? We found business is very difficult. Um, folks have been finding it, um, you know, difficult to pivot. And I love the fact that you just changed the dynamic and moved to a di digital platform. How did you, how did you manage to do that without experience in the digital space? Because I'm sure lots of our viewing and listening audience are saying, really, how did you go from live to digital? Like, how did you learn all that stuff? Uh, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Trial and error, right? <laughs> Uh, but really, that's what it is. And uh, I think that there's an enormous amount of resource online. I think that if you want, if you have an idea, 
Um, chances are you're not the only one to have this idea. Just put it on Google and you're going to find all sorts of you know, um, resource, whether it's a blog or even someone that you see who's done something similar to what you want to do, just call them and say, look, this is what I'm, you know, I'd like to do. What I have found is that um, COVID has made people much more generous um, and much more open to actually being contacted out of the blue. I have to say that I pick up the phone a lot and people are so stunned. <laughs> they're so surprised that actually the phone rings and there's a real human who wants to um, to have a, a conversation that they open to that. Um, but I think it's a lot of it's a lot of work. I mean, you have to do your homework, you have to do your research. Um, but keep it simple. You know, only do one thing and do it very well. Um, Zoom is there and. Or, you know, live Instagram or uh, Facebook or everybody now has a live stream mm -hmm. and find the platform that works for you and, and just stick to it. Uh, that's really what it is. Well, kudos to you for taking the leap of faith, because uh, I know that one of the things that when I started my podcast, you know, very similar to you, you kind of you have that little bit, you're paralyzed a little bit with fear because you think, oh, geez, if I make a mistake, you know, people are going to think I'm not a professional or, you know, I don't care or whatever. And, but you're absolutely right. I think that COVID right. has given us a little more grace, perhaps, and, and we're a little bit more forgiving if we see that folks are a little stumbling along, you know, we try to help one another. In the, in, the, in the travel part of your business, I mean, the world is now starting to open up, thankfully, and it looks like we're going to be going back to some sort of sense of normalcy. So when you, and I know you do small groups, small group trips. I mean, it's not like we have, you know, 50 or 60 people. You want to make that personal connection. So how do folks actually find out what types of groups that you're going to be offering or trips that you're offering in the near future in order for them to make that connection? Do I have to go with a friend? Can I, you know, may I attend on my own? Absolutely. So the groups are maximum 10 guests um, and it's um, um, women only and anybody who identifies uh, as a woman. Uh, the reason why I do that is because it was just too complicated to mix the genders. Um, the dynamics are very different and from a logistics point of view, it's, it's really too complicated. Mm -hmm. um, anybody can come, you can come with a friend, you can come solo. Um, we have a lot of um, guests who were traveling solo and it was their first um, you know, venture solo on a trip. And um, I'm, I'm very proud to say that they always told me they felt very welcome and, um, and, and surrounded and connected. It is, it's difficult to travel by yourself as a, as a woman. Um, so I'm, I'm very mindful of that. The community aspect of my business is very important to me, whether it's on the guest side or on the artist side. So the trips are very much organized um, on, on that basis. And um, they are on the website and you can contact me. Um, we create these beautiful brochures and we send the brochures. I'm always available for questions. And then we work with a fantastic um, Toronto travel agent, woman owned and uh, um, then the travel agent will, will take care of everything. So I, I do the itinerary, every location is checked, and then the travel agent does the, uh, the logistics, which is, it works really well. 
It's, so it's do you have it, do you have an opportunity? So say I'm I'm interested in um, obviously I'm a, a woman interested in attending one of your events. So how do I do you connect all these these ten women before we you travel so that you at least have a chance to say you know oh hi I'm Trish and you get to say hi I'm Isabel and you know we can learn a little bit about each other before we venture on this uh, this cross country trip. We do absolutely, and um, we have a whole. Um, sequence. First, I have a conversation uh, with the travelers, and I don't, I don't vet the guests, but it's important that the dynamic of the group be consistent. Right. And and they are also, you know, um, it's not for everybody, so you get a sense of that. And I have to say, I've never had to uh, to send her to anybody so far. And then we organize. Um, uh, two calls where everybody can meet each other, they can ask questions. Sometimes I've put an activity in the itinerary and I can sense that the group is not really interested. So I will rework the itinerary to, uh, to suit the group. Um, we also send in advance a reading list. So when you travel, you already have some knowledge which enhances the experience and the, you know, the appreciation for what you're seeing. Um, and, and very often the, the guests send me ideas and, and, you know, so it's a very collaborative um, process. It's not a democracy, so I make the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's a good thing, actually. <laughs> it is. Um, but it's very collaborative. And actually, um, in every group, friendships were formed and carried on after which is wonderful and they have dinner and and i'm you know sometimes they tell me why don't you join us but often they don't and often um you know the guests come from different countries we meet at the uh, at the hotel where we start the trip and uh and it's international network it's wonderful well, it sounds absolutely fantastic. And I must admit, um, I, I definitely am going, as an individual, I'm going to seek out uh, attending one of your travel trips because I think when we had originally spoken, you're one of the first 100 folks who participated in the Share Your Stories initiative. So I thank you for that. And I know that at one time we were going to try to make a connection through the trip. So I'm definitely going to visit your website and see what trips you have coming up because I would definitely love to join you. So one of the things that we do in the guest blog, Isabel, is we ask folks to share their three words of advice. Now, you were very kind and you shared four. So I'm going to ask you to give us an update on um, your words, which are resilience, optimism, support, and patience. So I'll start with optimism because I'm a consummate optimist and I really believe in the theory of the silver lining. There is always something good that comes from, you know, um, a hardship or a trial. So um, every morning, wake up and just, you know, expect that something good is going to happen to you today. Um, so that's that would be my first uh, my first thought. Resilience. Um, I was extremely privileged, actually. I was thinking about it uh, two days ago. I interviewed two women. Uh, they were live from Beirut in Lebanon. And one is a ceramicist, the other one is a curator gallery owner. And if you know a little bit about Lebanon, it's a country that has been in conflict for 100 and 200 years, whatever it is. I mean, it is unfathomable that you can carry on as an artist to produce beauty and to put it out in your community and to support your community that way. And these women do it with 
grace and with terrific optimism and resilience. You know, when the explosion happened um, in, in August, both their homes, their galleries, their studios were totally destroyed and they've rebuilt it. And one of them is going to be in London. I'm going to see her in London next week during Collect Art Fair. So I think resilience, it, the artists have taught me that. Um, support, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the community element of the business is important. We have to look after each other, mm -hmm. and particularly now, and it's very much at the root of why I created the, uh, the club. It's to, you know, to support the women who have been amazing at following and supporting my business for 11 years now. Um, and it's amazing. And I actually, every week, I connect with two or three members. If I haven't heard from them, um, you know, for a month or so, they get a little email. I just check in, making sure you're okay. They, invariably, they're just too busy, but that's fine, you know. Um, and what is the fourth word? The patience. fourth word with patience, yeah. Yeah, so um, that I don't have a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have that in common too. <laughs> It's a work in process, I would say. <laughs> very true, very true. Well, I must say, Isabel, you are so absolutely inspirational, uh, not only to myself, but to our audience, because, you know, not only do I really uh, resonate with your four words of advice, but I really and truly appreciate your business model and the fact that you're taking something that we tend to Sometimes folks in the craft world struggle with, you know, getting heard and sharing their wonderful gifts. And uh, I really commend you for, for taking that leap of faith and giving them an opportunity to put them on the global stage. So thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, what you're doing is also incredibly inspirational because you're giving yourself a platform to share a story and, and to connect with a, a community that you have built from scratch. So that's, uh, that's amazing, too. So thank you so much for including me. Thank you, Isabel. And to you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. <laughs>